WGBB Sports Talk Flashback. On the phone with me right now is longtime Buffalo Sabres announcer Rick Jenneret. Rick, thanks so much for coming on the program. Well, thanks a lot for inviting me. Hey, first, I want to congratulate you on your contract extension. I know Sabres fans are happy to know that uh, you'll be calling the games until at least the 08 09 season, so I just want to congratulate you on that. Well, thank you. Um, I, I thought about it for quite a while because obviously I'm, I'm closer to the end of my career than I am to the beginning, but I decided that uh, particularly since the team has been going so well the last couple of years and, and I anticipate it's going to stay up in that level anyway, at least uh, at least playoff contending team that uh, makes it a little easier to, to make your mind up when to you stick decide around. to stay. Sure. Hey, now the Sabres lost two of their best players in the offseason, of course, in, in Chris Drury and, and Daniel Briere. How do you think the team's going to adjust this year without them? Uh, I'm not really all that concerned about it. I mean, they're, they're great hockey players, and, and you're certainly going to miss the goals that they provided and uh, and the leadership as well. But I think that uh, you have to keep in mind that Jim Connolly did not play at all last season. He was out for the whole season, virtually the whole season anyway. Uh, and he's back, and, and he's picked up from where he left off two years ago. So I, I would think that he would make up for a great deal of the offense that they've lost by losing Danny Briere. Sure. The Chris, the Chris Drury thing, uh, uh, you know, Chris is so very, very valuable in so many ways, including leadership. But the team will have to uh, they'll have to fill from within for, as far as uh, Chris Drury was concerned. Right. But even, even having said that, I think you have to remember that in the last couple of years, it's the same core group of players who have advanced to the conference finals on both years, right. with the exception of, of Drury and, and Briere, of course. So I think that they gained a lot. They grew up a lot in that period of time. And I think that they all uh, have to take a share of the leadership as a result of that. Right. Well, Rick, let's talk a little bit about uh, your broadcasting career. You've been doing the Sabres game since 1971, starting out on the radio. Do you ever think about what you would be doing if you weren't calling Sabres games? I know you hosted a radio show in the mornings uh, in Niagara Falls at CJRN for a while. I did both jobs for over 20 years, uh, and uh, and then I, I finally decided that that was about enough of that and and gave up the uh, CJRN gig. Um, I, I don't know, uh, to be honest. I've been doing this for 36 years now, so right. I don't really want to know what I would have been doing if I hadn't been doing it, but... Uh, I, I, I'm not concerned about it, I, and I look back and I enjoyed every last minute of it. Right. Well, growing up in Canada, I know you probably had, had dreams of playing pro hockey, as, as most Canadian kids do, I suppose. But when did you realize that a, a broadcasting career was something that you wanted to pursue? Um, actually, I, I never really thought that much about playing hockey. I went to school in Toronto, and uh, I tried out for a junior B team at that time. And actually, I'd made the team, but it used to take me – I didn't have a car – and it used right. to take me from uh, the place where I was living to the practice rank an hour and a half by public transit each way. And uh, it didn't take long for me to say that it must be an easier way to make money in this game than this. <laughs> right. And so I gave it up and uh, decided that I would pursue at least an announcing career. I didn't know that I'd end up doing hockey. Right. Were there any broadcasters that you admired growing up? Uh, well, you know, like typical Canadian kid, you, you listen to Hockey Night in Canada and you listen to Foster Hewitt and you listen to Danny Gallivan and... Uh, and I guess I could say I admired them, yeah, for sure. I used to listen to them all the time. Right. Now, you had done the Sabre games on the radio until 1995 when you started doing the, the play-by-play on TV, succeeding your longtime friend and colleague, Ted Darling. How hard a decision was it for you to take over in that role, and what were the differences, if any, in calling a game on TV as opposed to the radio? Well, to be honest, it was it was a hard decision. Uh, Doug Moss was the president of the team at the time, and uh, he came to me and asked me if I would make the switch. 
And uh, I really agonized over it because I was very comfortable in what I was doing. Right. And, uh, and I was being very well paid in radio. And as a result, I had to stop and think about it. And then when Doug came back to me and said, we don't want you to change one bit from what you're doing on radio if we move you to TV, well, that was a pretty big selling point for me. Rick, you don't make any bones about being a homer, which I think is a part of what makes you so fun to listen to. But do you think you're able to remain impartial while still kind of rooting for the Sabres during your call of the games? Uh, you know, I, I think that I'm relatively impartial. I, I certainly give credit to the other team where credit is due, I right. believe. Uh, am I a homer? Yeah, I'm a homer. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any problems. Uh, I don't hide behind that. I, you know, I, I, I'm proud of the fact that I broadcast Buffalo Sabre games, and do I want them to win? Yeah, you're darn right I want them to win. But at the same time, I have to admire the talents of other teams and right. of other individuals in the league, and I do. Sure. How do you think broadcasting has changed throughout the years? Well, it, it, it's changed. It's changed, and it's changed from a physical point of view. I mean, uh, our locations are not nearly as good as they were in all the old buildings. Uh, you're not as close to the ice anymore. They sell all the good locations now to, to sweet holders. Does that make it tougher to do the game? Yeah, yeah. It takes you a little farther away from the action and that type of thing. So it, it definitely changed over the years, although the equipment is much better. <laughs> right, with replay, much. sure. After the 95-96 season, the team moved across the street to the Marine Midland Arena, which is now the HSBC Arena. Is there anything you miss about the old odd? Sidelines. Basically, that's about all. Uh, I, 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 you know, as far as the sidelines are concerned, I think I'd, I'd prefer to be in the auditorium. But, you know, as far as the sidelines are concerned, I'd prefer, prefer to be in the Boston Garden and a few other of the old arenas as well. So, um, but, but beyond that, no. At, at the end, the odd was a dump, quite frankly. <laughs> in particular, because the odd in the last couple of years, they didn't spend any money on it because they knew they were walking and going across the street. Right, right. And, and so, it, it, you know, for, very good reason they didn't spend any money on it. So at the end, it was uh, it was uh, dog-eared, to say the least. Right. Well, now, you've seen a lot of Sabre teams over the years. Is there any one team that you enjoyed watching or, or calling the most? I think the last two years have been the best, to be honest. Uh, two years ago, uh, when the Sabres made it to as far as Carolina in the conference finals, uh, it was a shock. Right. Uh, nobody expected the team to do. Nobody expected the team to make the playoffs. Right. Um, right from the get-go. Um, none of the national publications. They all picked Buffalo to be, if not last in the league, maybe uh, you know second last or miss the playoffs for sure. That's well, so kind of satisfying. And, and the, yeah. the fact that they had such a marvelous season and went on, and goodness knows what they would have done if they hadn't lost four defensemen, you know, in the final round. But, right. Uh, there's no sense crying over the spilled milk, but, uh, but the and, and then I, they picked it up last year, right where they left off, and mm -hmm. so it, it made the last two years. The fact that the fans got so involved, I mean, you can't get near HSBC Arena most nights. You can't right. get anywhere near the place uh, because the fans have just been so incredible. How would you describe your connection with the Sabres fans and, and the city of Buffalo? Oh, I, I, I guess maybe you might say it's a mutual love affair. I, uh, They'd certainly love a affair on my behalf. Anyway, right. I, uh, I, I over all these years, I you know I keep running into people who tell me you can't retire, you can't retire. <laughs> I love it when a guy says that, and, and you know he's he's about my age and he's got a tan and right. it's February, and I said where do you get the tan? And he says the you know Phoenix or, or Miami. I thought oh, it's okay for you to retire, it's not okay for me, right? <laughs> right. This this is uh, this happens a lot. Trust me, it happens a lot. But I'm sure you love what you do, so that makes it easier for you to keep coming back. I, I love what I do. I don't love the travel. Yeah. Um, I, I I love the games. I, you know, to sit down and do the hockey game, great. Right. Perfect. Um, to have to travel to it all the time, nah, I don't love it so much. And I, 
You know, I'm on record as having said this several times in the past, and I'm not complaining about our travel. It's very good. You know, we charter everywhere, first-class seating on board, uh, you know, nice, nice hotels. But it's still travel. Sure. And uh, as you get older, it, it gets more onerous, and that's the situation right now. Is there a team that you remember as having maybe the most characters, or, or maybe there's a funny story about something that, that happened in the booth or the locker room, or maybe even on the road that people haven't heard before that's kind of a uh, funny story? There, there are all kinds of them, and you're not <laughs> going to hear them here. Because, <laughs> you can give us uh, one. Over that maybe... the years, they, there, there have been plenty, trust me, but I'm not about to... Uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in a tell-all mood at this moment, or at any other moment. I, that's that's got something to do with my longevity too. But they, yeah, there's been a lot of fun moments over the years. There's no doubt about that. One. Well, this season, your longtime partner Jim Lorenz decided to retire, and, and Harry Neal Neal was brought on as his replacement. What are your thoughts on on Jim's retirement and now working with your new partner? Well, I, I always thought I'd go before Jim did, <laughs> uh, but Lorenzo decided that he'd pull the shoot, and he he did it in. Uh, in fine fashion, he surprised everybody, yeah, including me. So, sure. uh, but as far as Harry coming on board, Harry and I have been friends for years and years. And uh, whenever we've had the opportunity over the years, we've hung out together on the road. Whenever we've hooked up on the road somewhere and you know, gone out for a few beer and that type of thing. Right. And uh, and this is going to work wonderfully well. It's not going to be a problem. Whatsoever. So this should be a smooth we're, transition. You've known well, him for a long time. We're already very comfortable yeah. with one another. Absolutely. And and for Harry, it's great because he lives in Buffalo. And now his home games are no longer in Toronto, and he doesn't have to drive back and forth. The game has changed a lot through the years. What do you think is one has been one of the biggest changes? Well, I mean, you, you're asking me what, what from the rule changes, the well, last rule change, or when? I mean, yeah, I guess that's years, one thing. You could talk about the rules changes. Do you think that uh, that's been for the better? I think the fact that it's opened up the ice and created more offense is definitely for the better. But, you know, we were stuck in an awful rut. And I say we, I'm talking about the league. Everybody, yeah, yeah. everybody. Uh, and an awful run had some bad hockey games, some bad clutching and grabbing going on, and nothing happening except between the blue lines and everybody trapping, and it, it was getting boring, and it was beginning to show up in the attendance figures all around the league, and they had to do something, and they did. Uh, it, they still got a little tweaking to do? I think so. I mean, are there I too many so. penalties now with all the, the, you know, they have penalties like one after another, it seems. That sometimes. could be an issue, and then the problem with it is, uh, where do you draw the line? And right. I think that's the issue right now, because uh, I, I see some penalties some nights that are called, and, I'm look, and I look at it, and I say, well, there's no way it should. But, you know, there's a lot of heat on the officials, and I'm, I'm sure not pointing my finger at them. They, you know, they've got to perform, and They've got to perform to the standards that are set, and, right. and they're doing the best that they can. Do you follow any other sports other than hockey up in Buffalo? Oh, yeah. The Bills, or I, I love I love football. I, I have um, I don't go to Bills games uh, only because, and I've had plenty of opportunities, but only because it's one more arena for me. It's one more venue to have to go to. Right, and I, I'm just very very comfortable with my lazy boy sitting there, and I love football. I watch all day on Sunday and Saturday. It sounds like if, the, if they'd let you do the Sabre games from home watching the TV, you'd call them right yeah, from the uh, sofa, Well, I've huh? done that a couple of times. I've done that, <laughs> I, I, not from home, but I've done it from the studio in Buffalo a couple right. of times uh, when weather prevented me from getting uh, to wherever the games were. One was in Chicago, I remember I did. Um, oh. But it, it, it can be done. It's, it's a little dicey, it's a little tricky, but it can be done. Yeah. Right. Now, I believe your son Mark calls the games right now for the, for the Erie Otters. Um, right. When the time comes for you to step down, would you like to see your son maybe call in the Sabre games? Oh, Does I, that... I would like to see him have the opportunity, yes, and I'm sure that he will. Uh, it's just that the old man keeps adding a year to his contract. <laughs> or a year, you know. 
So I, I'm I, I'm not telling him to hang on. I'm I'm saying if uh, if you got the opportunity to go and make the move, you go ahead and go. Don't sure. wait for don't wait for Dad to make up his silly mind. Right. Well, Rick, listen. I, I appreciate you taking some time to talk to me today. But before I let you go, while doing some research on you, before I get a chance to to speak with you today, I came across something where. Some Sabre fans claim that you're such a good play-by-play man that you could make up your own play-by-play call about eating cereal in the morning for breakfast. Now, I don't know if you eat cereal for breakfast, but you, would you be willing to make that call for me right now? I, uh, other than <laughs> snap, crackle, pop, I can't think of a thing that I would say. I'm just uh, sorry to let you down there. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, Rick, again, I appreciate you taking the time to, to talk to me, and I look forward to hearing your calls of the Sabre games for at least the next two seasons. Thank you.